So if you live in Orlando and you've been through the music scene here, then you know Park Avenue CDs. You frequent to Park Avenue CDs. That is our music store here, our vinyl shop, our CD shop. And uh, if you've been in there and she's in there, you've known Tierney. Tierney's been there for a long time, and Tierney Tough is in a band called The Pauses, which is this episode today. I've known Tierney for almost a decade, maybe longer, and uh, Jason's been in the band with her for that long. They've been together in this band since the beginning. They created The Pauses. Uh, The Pauses are an indie rock band here in Orlando that deserve a lot of credit. Even though there's only two albums, and they've been almost doing this for a decade, I'm sure, uh, they have A Cautionary Tale, which came out about seven to eight years ago. And then they have Unbuilding, which came out this year. And one of my favorite bands of the 90s is Jawbox. Uh, And it's going to be awesome to get into a conversation about who produced their two records back in the day. Well, no, sorry, Cautionary Tale back in the day. And then Unbuilding, he's back again. Uh, Jay Robbins is is producing their albums, and I think it's a fantastic feat for him. These guys are great. Uh, Huge fans of his also. So it kind of is hand in hand when it, when jaw, thinking Jawbox and the Pauses can get together um, and do that. You might have heard the Pauses if you watched the Black Aggie video, the World Cup video that we have on our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash uh, We We really appreciate great indie rock, and you should see them live. Saw them last year at Fest. Uh, we'll get into Fest as well. Uh, we have a lot of cool, cool shit to mention about Fest coming up this year in October. So if you are going to Fest, well... Have a little look out. Keep your eye out. And also, just keep your eye out also on the website. Uh, so, little announcements there. But to be honest, let's 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 get into this interview because uh, I'm bringing two beers that I think uh, they should like. Uh, Tierney says she doesn't like hoppy beers. So, I kind of want to flip the script on her and say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to bring a hoppy beer. Uh, but what's, what's important about this hoppy beer is that it's called Zero Fucks Given. And there are no IBUs in this. So the bitterness may be why she doesn't like it. So I kind of want to change that view of how hoppy beers are to Tyranny. But then also I want to bring the Tropic Thunder from Hidden Springs. So I'm going to bring two Hidden Springs beers just so they could enjoy one that's that's zero fucks given. And then you're going to have a Berliner with pineapple in it. So uh, papaya, mango. So give them that. All right. So here's a little something. Before we go in there, and uh, I'm going to play this, and then also going to get into the interview after that. But here's a little bit of the pauses, too. So, all right, guys. Patreon is a website that allows musicians, artists, and podcasters like myself to give back to our fan base, our listeners, and subscribers and fans who want more than what we're just posting here. Patreon.com slash allows us to post more content, video and audio, insight on who we are, and helps us build to the next level. Well, by now, you may have seen us on YouTube twitch.tv and that we're also planning that new podcast well that's where you could help and signing up for our patreon go to patreon.com slash and you will see the levels of memberships we have for exclusive content that's video and audio all the new and exclusive shirts that we have and all that cool swag or even being our guest and joining us at events that us what will be hosting check it out patreon.com slash back to the show Um, yeah, heavy breathing is good, you know, okay. it's just like grunting, I, I think is okay. Or, uh, That's my only request. It's just you may, yeah. may heavy breathe. So I don't know what comes out of me sometimes. Yeah. So, Tierney, how are you? 
I'm doing good. Um, good. I'm tyranny. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I sing and play bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have oatmeal every morning. Do um, you? Yeah. What do you put in it? I will do cinnamon. Okay. Um, that's like a staple. Or um, if I have blueberries, I'll do that. Um, banana. I think I'm allowed um, to eat this on this diet. So, uh, yeah, well, no, banana. Yeah, no, nope. fruit's not good Yeah, for you. no, no blueberries either. It's Natural sugar. sugars. Yeah. I mean, you Assholes. can. Blueberry is probably the best fruit to have yeah. because it's the least amount of sugar um, in moderation. Jillian's been mixing them in cream cheese. She's yeah. making like late night cream cheese snacks. Yes. And uh, I mean, we have to, right? When we have I did to. keto, She's, I did cream you cheese did it. pancakes. Okay. Yeah. That's what we just did last night. It's we just amazing. did that last night. Eggs. Is it was the eggs and the, the cream eggs cheese? and cream cheese. Yeah. And it's we, so easy. And it's so easy. You can also, I would make a bunch in the morning and then I would use the leftovers to make like a sandwich at lunch. Oh, get out of here. That's yeah. a great idea. But I hope like she listens. Meat and cheese and stuff. Because I'm going to go home and tell her. Yeah. Um, she's snack walking. She's just getting up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part is you get to snack and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, we do. We're watching, we're watching Succession on uh, HBO. And it's not the happiest of shows. Uh-huh. So it's like, can we start eating something like sweeter or be- like mm-hmm. to make the, the show even better? And yeah. Yeah, no, the show's amazing. It is amazing. It is one of the better written shows on TV right now. But uh, which one that is? Um, Brian Cox is the oh. yeah. He is like this big head of uh, a corporation that has a brain hemorrhage, and the family that is so dysfunctional has to decide who's gonna fuck each other over. That's the show. Wow. It's HBO. Yeah. Okay, this is this is a beer podcast, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about food. <laughs> let's yeah because i could i mean being on this diet i really could okay green can or orange can which one do we start with mm. oh the green is closer oh oh okay. to tyranny it's closer yeah. right yeah sure yeah Wait, so, is that the one yeah the this one is i was excited about i hope so because yeah. it would be the one that you're most least excited about so let's see all right okay. because i know you said no ipas or you yeah. just said you're not a fan of I'm ipas not, but jason is sure um you ready for this? Yeah, so. I can't wait. So this one's called Zero Fucks Given. So this episode, I just did that. Uh, that was me cheating. Um, so this episode is brought to you by Hidden Springs from Tampa. They don't know that yet. Um, but uh, good friends, great friends. So this one is going to have a lot of foam on it at first. So this one is a, it is a pale ale. I, I dare you to drink that if it's... If you can, yeah. um, I, I have a half hour left on this until I can drink it. Yeah, so uh, it's like an hourglass. So we are going to <laughs> yeah. let that. But here, let's let's answer the easy questions first, and we'll let that simmer. Uh, so yeah, so Hidden Springs out of Tampa, they have a beer that's called Zero Fucks Given, mm-hmm. very hoppy, but uh-huh. at the same time, there's no IBUs in this, giving the bitterness, just it's gone, it's gone. So anybody who's never heard this beer and they're listening to the podcast are going, whatever. You guys will sip it and go, holy shit. No, I think it, I think he's right. So um, there is half a can left. Please pour at your leisure whenever you guys are drinking. Okay. I am not going to be drinking. I can't believe I just admitted that, but I'm not going to be drinking. Everybody's You're like, on keto. I'm on the keto. So, so yeah. That's, that's, I appreciate your you Right? Know, Loyalty and support. And, and this yeah. is for the fans. I have to lose the... Uh, I have to lose the pregnancy. The, the pregnancy <laughs> that's in my belly. So I have to lose that. Um, okay, so... I am talking to the pauses. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, I love how Jillian just calls and texts, but it's like, but she's probably, are you doing the podcast thing? Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Jillian says hi. Um, all right. So let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Um, 
with the pauses, uh, how long have you guys been a band? How long has this been going on? We actually just realized that we are a band now of 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. Is that incredible? It's, it's yeah. crazy. I love that. It goes by so quick. It does. It does, right? Like yeah. 10 years. As we get older, though, I think it's yeah. what it is. But yeah. we've been playing, the two of us have been playing together for like 15. 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with you, Jason. Where are you from? Uh, home. Where was hometown? Uh, West, uh, South Florida, West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Orlando in 2002 or 2003. Okay. Uh, to do specifically because uh, I had actually met Tierney and, and Claire and like the guys who were in the band that we played in prior to this. One of the reasons I actually moved up here was to start or to be in that band and then uh, to start some film projects that I was doing uh, with some friends. So it was like, came up here to do film and music. So where, and did you go to school for film or you just jumped yeah. on it? Where'd you go to school? I went to Valencia. Okay, and I great. I had a bunch of friends who went to UCF, and we sort of just cross-collaborated yeah. on projects. And so you had Clemente, or like Ralph yeah, Clemente. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really crazy good dude. Really yeah, crazy good he dude. Was, he yeah, was awesome. Yeah, I got to know a lot of the film department, like film out here after uh, I finished film school. So Where did you go? I went to Full Sail. Okay. I did go to Full Sail in 2000. So 98 to 2000, okay. I did that. And then I just said, well, I know they're not going to find me a job. And then I started reviewing a film in the theater every day. And then that's when the Anzian found me and said, okay, we want this guy. Just and was for shits and giggles for like a blog. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I just want to learn f- film more now to see as many indie uh, blockbusters or, or animated. I just said, look, I did school. Now let me see a, a movie in the theater every day. So then Regal. Which is the best school that you can have for film. Right? Honestly, in your own, you're in your own commentary. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was awesome. I just That's thought, great. yeah, and then NZL yeah. found your blog. Yeah, they found me and hired me on as the, uh, uh, I guess, programming assistant for the Florida Film Festival. Did that for 17 years. That's amazing. So 16, 17 years. I started volunteering even before that. I've been at NZN for 20 years before that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Is that nuts? That is nuts. I've only lived in Orlando for 21 years. So it's like, I like, I've only lived in Orlando for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive every day. But no, uh, so West Palm Beach, uh, ever play at like Respectables or like no, not never until, a band, huh? Uh, I mean, I went there all the time. Yeah, to for shows. Every band I love. And I was too young. Exactly. So Respectables was 18 and up. Okay. For, every show I wanted to go to and yeah. so I didn't move until I was so the majority of shows I came to Respectables I was like oh my god I'm not, I can't go and I used I called there the Toadies played there oh and god two was, episodes was, in a row we talk about oh, the Toadies wow. really? yes <laughs> love it well then it's a legit podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I, I, they came and I was like 17 I think it was like right after Rubberneck came out maybe I was oh, a little younger yeah. and I um, I couldn't go and I was so devastated and I called them and I was like can you guys just hold the phone up Oh my god, that's so cool. They said no. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you still did it is awesome. That Um, is so awesome. So not until I moved up to Orlando and we were playing music that and then went back down there did I even get to play at Respectables. Yeah. It's like a really cool thing. Yeah, that's gotta be. I love it. And we didn't play inside, we played outside. (laughs) You had to hold a phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just all my parts I played through a phone. Um, But yeah, we played with World Bangs sort of forever ago yeah yeah so tierney where where's hometown for you um home is actually here in orlando so born and raised miami i mean orlando i'm miami you're in miami yeah yeah i was i was no i really was i was miami is i lived there until 14 so really yeah yeah in the 80s i mean the coke scene my grandparents (laughs) lived in hialeah so we would go down there every year yeah and that's not as cool as miami 
No, Hialeah. Yeah, no, it's not. No. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's Hialeah. Much scarier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hialeah. So if a home was here, like, um, what did you just start doing music here? How did you, how did you get into music? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been in, um, I had been in school, like music classes through kindergarten to a little bit of college. So, um, I had a scholarship to go to Valencia as well for music production um, just to play like jazz bass in this like terrible jazz band that they had there and they were like I was just making up stuff you know like on the bass like walking bass lines and they're like you're great here's a scholarship you just need to also do these academic classes and I just I hated it and I was like I don't need these math classes or whatever I joined the band that Jason joined later and okay. they were going on tour and um, I was I, I drove to school one day and I like couldn't find parking and I was like you know what screw this <laughs> like I quit school and I just went on tour and that's all I've been doing ever since <laughs> that's a good I love that though <laughs> love it so what was the first album you've ever bought then like what, what ever bought? or it was ever given to you or like the one I that mean, you said this is mine you could hold on to that. That is your album. It's we. I mean, it's weird because I feel like I was kind of introduced to rock music through my my dad, like driving in a car with him. He listened to the oldie station a lot, but um, actually going to like uh, showbiz pizza. Like, oh my god! Like the Beatles, yeah, yeah. Or like the the Beatles medley that they do was so influ- influential for me, um, and just them being in a band, like. I you just pictured yourself like, as that. Yeah. That's such a. That's, that's awesome. Um, that's a good vision, like, then, to see. Uh, the show Jim and the Holograms I was really obsessed with, and I think I started playing music because of that show. But um, as far as, like, a physical album, I, I listened to a lot of my parents' records. It was a lot of classic rock. Um, Mom was, like, big into Santana and um, Jethro Tull and all that stuff. So kind of heard that first and then throat's all really into flute rock yeah, yeah. that's oh why you're God. always trying to get flute into every song we do <laughs> <laughs> no that's the influence that's right there <laughs> um got really into like r&b and pop you know like michael jackson and mm-hmm. tlc and stuff like that so that's probably yeah. probably first physical thing i bought was like tlc um Crazy, sexy, cool, or what was it called? The one before that. There's one word. Uh, I cannot remember, but it had, like, What About Your Friends on it. Did it have Ain't Too Proud to Beg? Yes. Yeah. Is that, that what it's called? Ain't cassette. Too Proud to Beg? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how about you, Jason? First album uh, ever. First cassette. I, and I don't remember who gave it to me, <laughs> but I was cassette. gifted it is. a cassette. It is. It is a cassette. Two cassettes. It was Run DMC. Yes. And, License, Which one? License Hill. I don't remember. Whatever one came out around the same year that License Hill came it out. It has to be a... Uh, um, um, because now I have license ill in my head. It is not running scared. Um, yeah, I think it might have been running scared. Running. That was my first tape too. Um, license to ill. Run DMC. Yeah. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. Yeah. And then Phil Collins. Uh, no jacket required. Those oh, were like yeah. my f- first three. Oh my God! It will yeah. come to me. Raising hell. Oh, yes, raising definitely hell. raising hell. Raising hell. It was raising hell Whew. and uh, license ill with the first. They could hear that my fingers tapping on the screen. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was not cheating. There and was I was no such cheating. a huge like. And those were like. Maybe not completely appropriate for my age, but like they were okay, I think, to listen to. Well, how old were you then? How old were you? I must have been like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, Maybe, yeah, maybe like eight. And I um, I think that's how old I was. You know what it was? My and I'm not making it weird. It's like, oh, this is weird. When my father passed away, my mom was just kind of like, and I was seven. My mom was like, all right, 
Brian's going to listen to what he wa- wants. Yeah. And, da, da, da. and I got the talk of like, you're going to be the man of the house now. And mom's like, I don't know how to raise a boy. Like, here he is about to become a man. And I'm like, yeah. So any music I like, I listen to, and she's like, let him watch any movie. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Blue Velvet. And she's like, okay, there might have to be a, a boundary <laughs> now. And yeah. yeah. My parents were very similar in that I, I sort of got to just have free reign in terms of like movies and, and music that's that, awesome that I into, which and is really her, cool look what we become but I went to fr- like I would go to a friend's house and it was so alien to me like we went we were watching Adventures in Babysitting oh, on yeah, VHS yeah, yeah. it hadn't even started yet it was a trailer or no 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 we were watching Die Hard uh, and there was a trailer for Adventures in Babysitting that came on before Die Hard and his, my friend's dad came in the room and he was like I don't think you should be watching this movie, the trailer for Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We we're about to watch Die Hard. Yeah. Really and you're about to watch Die Hard. Yeah. I so saw Die Hard in the theater when I, when I, oh, I, really? I just got home from summer camp and uh, the same counselor that got me in, they, people probably know who he is because we talked about the World Cup in a few episodes ago, but this, uh, my counselor Edna was like, we have to go to the movie. He's from London. So he's like, we have to go to the movie. We have to go to the movie. He took me to see Die Hard in wow. Miami. How old were yeah. you then? I was uh, 12 or, th- I mean, 11, 10 or 11, 10 yeah. or 11, whenever it came out. Right. I gotta go look at it. Here, hold on. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna press on that. But um, so, how about a first concert ever? What was your first concert ever? Uh, Elton John. Holy with, shit! With my as, dad. As I made a joke, don't be Elton John. Yeah. That's you're like. Well, I know exactly what that means because ever since I've been Elton John. <laughs> you transformed into him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was huge. I don't know that I it, like I knew even then. Like I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was mm-hmm. very young, and my dad took me, and uh, I definitely think I had a huge. It's sort of like osmosis sort of impact on me where it was like I, I now am like a really big fan of that yeah, stuff but I think yeah. for a long gap I was like screw anything my dad's into yeah <laughs> you're watching the show like screw this yeah. which is crazy because me uh, I had to see Wham Katrina the Pointer Sisters was my first show wow. and I I swear I, I loved it now right. my second show is Springsteen Hell yeah, I loved it. In that South was Florida? The, yeah, at, in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, the, the Born in the USA tour. And, pff, forget it. That <laughs> I was like, that is my show. I was like, and I got my first time ever getting high, secondhand smoke, uh, and I threw up on the people in front of me. So, oh, that's great. And I still went to school the next day. I love that. In that's my amazing. Bruce Springsteen shirt. Your first concert, Tammy. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, let's cheers. Let's you cheers to the zero fucks. Right. The cheers. zero fucks given. Okay. There you guys go. All right. All right. Here's my water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I would love to hear. Who doesn't like IPAs? I really like that. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. So why do why do I like that? So you probably you like okay. So Mosaic is a very um, citrus. I love the Mosaic hop. I love the Mosaic hop. What and why you like it? Now Citra also is very common, very common hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think you like it just based on all that bitterness is gone. Yeah. It is a pure drinkable pale ale that yeah. is just saying. You know, it, it, is it a gimmick? It doesn't have to be, but at the same time, it's just, holy shit, this is a real crushable, crushable beer, and you're looking at a five, 5.5. So it's also not killing you as a seven or, or an eight mm-hmm. to be, or 6.5 to a 7.5, where, yeah. and you're just like, mm, it's nice. okay, you know, yeah, I'm, gonna, like I'm gonna feel it. Like a citrusy. Yeah, you're gonna feel that. I love that. But it's super smooth. It's so super smooth. I love that it's not bitter. I love this beer. Yeah. I love this beer. And it's a really cool label. Yeah, Ariel does her, her kick ass job. Always want to give a shout out to I her. I give She's three fucks for this beer. <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's TMI. Out of, out of how many fucks? I mean, the zero. Out of three. How many oh, fucks are you giving out? Yeah. <laughs> and how about your first uh, first concert? First, first concert. Oh, man. Um, I think it was at Silver Springs. Okay. In Cala, uh, Edgar Winter. 
Yeah. I love your dropping. Like, let's get Jethro Tull right out of the way. Oh We're going to get Edgar Winter right now within the first 10 minutes. This it's is like... all obviously, you know, planned by my parents. But, like, I remember being a little terrified. Yeah? There's this. How old are you? Uh, I must have been under eight, you know. Okay, so you're in the same boat as me. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. loving Silver Springs and, like, yeah. the glass bottom boats and the ladies all dressed up. But yeah. then it's like. This albino man, like <laughs> with a guitar, long hair, and just like, what? What is this, mom? <laughs> <laughs> and he is an albino. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I don't think it was a science experiment. I think he's he actually wonder, came he's out a, of a great really guitar, skilled guitar. Yeah. But yeah. at that age, it's just like this is not what I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably did not get you to want to be in a band. You were like, no. I don't really remember it that much. I just remember being a little freaked out. Yeah, I don't remember Wham, Katrina, or uh, the Pointer Sisters. I don't remember it. That's crazy. Springsteen, I do, though. I remember there was just this big yeah. American flag that just fell as soon as Weinberg is hitting that that drum, and I was yeah. just like, oh. That's, awesome. That's like amazing. the pinnacle of Springsteen, too. Like, the, I can't imagine. That had to be chaos there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I have now seen him at least 14 times. Oh, my God. Oh, he's... Shit, he's, he's unbelievable. Jillian's still never seen him. Hmm. I, well, which is crazy because by now, if we think about it, with Clarence being gone, Danny being gone, it's not the East Street anymore. Right. So it's just like, yeah, there wasn't a heyday. It was just that was it. That was East the Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all like, it was like. At least there was a five-minute silence and then the <laughs> podcast I <can't>. turned off. <laughs> I had to laugh. And so let's talk about bands that you were in. First band that you were ever in, Tierney. Ever. Yeah. Um, school. I mean, no, school, yeah. yeah. Like, seriously, all throughout school, I was in concert, jazz, marching bands. Um, do you want to hear a story about Always. the jazz band? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the, is it, is it, are you the band nerd? Were you the band nerd? I was not the band nerd. I just liked playing music. Yeah. I liked playing different styles of music. I hated marching band for the fact that we had to wear these costumes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually and you're played, in Florida. I've, yeah, I played bass guitar in marching band after clarinet, um, but I only played bass guitar because I hated the clarinet, and I lied to my teacher and told him I knew how to play the bass guitar um, and taught myself the whole summer how to play and then got into the jazz band the yeah. next year. and. Um, then somehow got a scholarship out of that. So that's so cool, though. Yeah, it was um, it was really fun to play jazz. You know, like you know, we played stuff like Chicago and um, I want to go to El Chicago. Gato Caliente and like you know, somebody listening cool. is like, I love El Gato yeah. Caliente. Yeah. Yeah, be, you know, the hot like cat. I was yeah, there. Whatever the jazz teacher's into. The hot cat. <laughs> but it was a good experience. Um, so I guess those were my first you know bands I was in. But like first rock band. I didn't really have like a solid thing until um, the band that Jason later formed that was called Boss Talk. Wow. Um, you didn't know just that, friends huh? friends with, no, you know, I, playing yeah. with friends and stuff is how I learned to play drums and guitar and all that, but um, never like anything serious until that. So when that band broke up, it was like gut wrenching, like, like mm. crushing. Because it's like, oh my God, it's like your first breakup. No, oh, I thought we were all really excited. <laughs> Um, You're having parties. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you didn't come to this party. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, I was in a. I got asked to play in a jazz band outside of school that was um, another jazz kid from a different school um, who was just like a rich kid. 
uh, and his dad paid for everything. Like we had our own podiums and stuff. And really? Go play Froggers. Like I had my own name, my name on a podium, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> and he had enough money to cut a CD. And uh, really, do you we, still have it? Oh, of course. My parents yeah. have it. Do you still they, have the podium? I wish I did. Because we should strap it to our bag. Yeah. We should all you have know? a podium. Yeah. I I remember we did a a Chicago song. <laughs> People love Chicago. Um, and I got to do a basal, and I just remember just making up something. And That's I, all the guy from Chicago does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Same bass the whole time. He, they never swapped him out. on his cell phone, and he'll play it for people. Wow, that um, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I also got at, I feel like I have so many stories. I got asked it's um, a podcast. in high school. I wasn't even in AV class, but the AV teacher was like, like pseudo rock guy, long hair, glasses, um, the cool guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he had at, he'd heard that I'd played bass, and he asked me to play in his Christian rock band. Um, and I was really hesitant because I I never been to church and I didn't know anything about it. Um, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's a paid gig. It would be my first paid gig. Um, and. Like we'll we'll go we'll you know we'll get good shows we'll go open for Jars Clay I'm like real cool with those guys I'm like okay whatever like just to show I'm gonna get paid fifty dollars <laughs> that's why we did and it was the most like insane thing I've ever been a part of because he's wearing like a the Madonna headset you know and and uh, I never even stepped foot in a church it, it was like around the net like yeah, yeah like that yeah. Bobby Brown's my prerogative exactly. yeah yeah um, I remember having a rehearsal with the drummer. And he's like, oh, I really like Tool, but I can't listen to them because they're satanic. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go and play the show. They sing into regular microphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go and play the show, and I'd never been to a church before. And um, oh boy. After and they're all, um, what do you call them? Uh, Evangelists, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the the type of songs. Oh. Um, I forget what they're called. Hymns. They're they're like rock versions of of hymns. Hymns, yeah. yeah. Um, after every song, they broke the, the boundaries. Children just cry, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my first time in church, and I'm like, all right. Um, and then he gave me fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll never ever do this again. That I'll was do it. that was the best yeah. fifty <laughs> bucks playing a show. I'll go do it right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's that's sing some hymns right now. I got yeah. fifty bucks. Yeah. Praise uh, and worship songs. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, worship songs. So that was that was that was one of the first bands I'd played in. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, how about you? Yeah. <laughs> first um, band you were ever in. That. Uh, my first band was called El Gato Caliente. <laughs> 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 so weird. I just heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who uh, played there. Yeah. Uh, no, I would say I well, growing up growing up in South Florida, it's all metal. Yeah. Especially around that time, around like the ninety uh, early nineties, mid nineties is when I started like playing in bands and. Mm-hmm. So my band, it was very like, I played in a handful, like I would jump, because uh, everybody at that time oh yeah, uh, down in South Florida was playing an instrument. Exactly. 90% of them didn't know how to. So it was I had a, lot I had a really, record store in Fort, Fort Lauderdale in the, in the mid-90s, and it was just insane. Yeah. It was insane. Like, everybody was in a band. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really underdeveloped, terrible metal bands, and just... Um, but uh, I met a, a friend of mine, he started playing drums, and I started playing guitar literally simultaneously, and we formed our own little project that was just like drums and guitar for a long time. And we sort of were like finding ourselves in what we were doing musically. I was playing with my thumb on the guitar for a really long time. I wouldn't mm-hmm. play over top 
of the neck and just like play like like two strings or three strings for like a really long time and then one day my my drummer came in and like taped my thumb down to my hand and forced me to play with my fingers really that's how i learned to play guitar was like i had to tape my thumb down it was a strange thing and then uh yeah this makes so much sense yeah that's why whenever whenever we play a show this is becoming band therapy when we play a show now uh, i tape my thumb down because i I don't want to break back into that habit ever um yeah uh, so then we formed other projects uh, at a band called Clutter. Okay. Uh, yeah. All, you know, the, you you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. We were, and we were listening to Nirvana and we were just ripping off Nirvana. And, and uh, so, yeah. And then uh, I formed another project with a really close friend down there who uh, we were just finding singers through the internet and, and different instruments, uh, people to play instruments through the internet. It was the most awful experience ever. Yeah. Like, especially in South, like finding just randos in South Florida to play instruments was a nightmare. But I, I, one of my best friends is still one of my best friends that we found randomly through that. Uh, my friend Ira, who came and played bass with our band down there, and he and I formed a project called George Rocker's Closet. And that became like a way more sort of like closer to what I do now. It was like more sort of experimental and fun. It was instrumental. And we yeah. were just like really sort of fucking around doing super fun stuff and um, really inspired by like Jay Robbins stuff and, and Shiner stuff then and we were sort of figuring out how that applies to what we were doing um, so you never wrote to Jam Magazine down there and said looking for a lead singer oh do you remember God. Jam Magazine I totally remember Jam Magazine I have not thought about Jam Magazine for at least two decades wow, just blew my mind but the second you said so hard to find oh a sick like anybody to play an instrument I went Fucking remember Jam Magazine? Oh my god, yeah. I worked at Specs Music. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, there you go. Jam Magazine was there. Uh, Yeah, Uh, of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be? It was like every every band that was about to play at the Edge or Respectables was on the cover. That's right. Yeah. Pre internet. So that's how you knew. Yeah, that's how you knew. Yeah, now I want to go find back catalogs of Jam Magazine. I want to do. I want to go out there, like on the internet, and see if anybody has any or just like that. Yeah. yeah, it'll do that to you. Um, so yeah, so he he and I, you know, like when I moved up here, I joined the band with T and and uh, Danny and Claire, and then uh, Ira eventually moved up here too, and we were just continued doing the same thing. So simultaneously, we were sort of doing both bands. And is that how the pauses were born? Uh, well, how after, were the pauses born? Out of, out of the breakup of that band. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Claire moved to Richmond, and I was crushed because it was our. My first real band. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was going through a breakup, and um, I think I just started writing some piano stuff, and then sent it. This was not like right after that. I think we took some time off, um, and then um, sent it to Jason, and he just like added things, and then he had stuff that he sent to me, and then we just kind of sent stuff back and forth, and. We sort of had. There was sort of like an, an intermediate time there where we almost got the band back together. The previous band, we sort of renamed it and went on a tour, and right. then but and we I, were sort of writing material then that sort of ended up I mutating a, into positive stuff. But. One of my songs to the band that we, because I think Claire came back or whatever, and we were trying out one of my songs, right? Um, that ended up being on our first record, uh, but it was totally different sounding. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, out of that, well, so pull the pin, which was the first I think we were playing then. Migration. Oh, migration. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Migration was then. It was, it was like totally a, different. Like heavier Way version. heavier. Yeah. And then also little kids, which was mm-hmm. a totally different yeah. thing. And then we sort of like yeah, we we took them and sort of paused them up and made them 
Paused them up. Yeah. That, that's what it's going to be. I've never heard you say yeah. that. Let's pause it up. Let's pause it up. Edit that out. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Such, I, now I'm going to say it in every show. We're here to pause it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I walk out. Yeah. On Day Trotter. Let's go back in time so you guys could have said it on that. You know? We paused them. <laughs> you got paused. <laughs> and like so they're both. Not good. Guitar stand over. So then there were no like cover songs and practices then, right? You guys were just creating music by like it, I know when bands first start yeah. getting together I mean, for we practice. We were super comfortable obviously writing and working mm -hmm. together. Yeah. So it wasn't we actually went through a process of like finding other members. So it was the two of yeah. us for a long time and then find, we had a lot of rotating members who came in and, and didn't work out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to learn each other's instruments but like you're saying, "All right, if she could do that and I could do this and it just started blending together." More or less. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've always been in, we've always been in the roles we've had okay. now. Yeah. Um, well, sort of. I mean, it was definitely like you took on more of a writing role mm -hmm. and a singing role because in Vostok you just played bass. Just played bass, yeah. So it was definitely like you, I sort of like continued doing the same thing I was doing in the previous bands, which was just like guitar and keys and electronic and stuff. Yeah. And making Mike Patton noises on the microphone. <laughs> but, um, pausing it up. Yeah. Pausing it up. I was pausing it up back then in South Florida. Um, but definitely like T was sort of like taking on more of a, a writing and like a, like a front person right. kind of that thing, role which is very yeah bold. yeah, yeah. So did you never expect to see yourself as a singer in a band or i mean i'd always sang and always sang in the car or the shower and sing along to like you know songs my parents were playing but i don't think i ever thought about it no. you're expecting to be like the kim gordon bassist I, back in the I yeah i never really thought about it i just was like so distraught by the band breaking up and then the other breakup I was going through and I was like this is the way I have to deal with this and it's you know music, music writing is like therapy so it's it just happened it better be know. yeah yeah and it, I took a long time to discover like my actual voice like I would sit there and just like record myself singing things and then listen back and obsess over it and then try to fix it there's a lot of like isolated time figuring that roll out I guess I have to I be honest now I don't give a shit about oh. okay because I was gonna say I have to be honest even with the new album there are times where I go holy shit I know I know this girl like this voice <laughs> you belt it like you sing like it is a really pretty voice nice. like you know we get you to be that you're singing you're singing you have your style but there are times on this album I'm like, holy shit, man, she's hitting it, and oh, you're hitting it well. Yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. Yeah, and we'll get into the album. We'll definitely get into it, because, um, yeah. So your first show, yeah. when did you pause it up? When was the first show? <laughs> like, I'm not letting this die, by the way. Oh, my God. That should be, like, our hashtag for this. Yeah, pause it up. Pause it up. Get paused. What was our first show? Was it Back Booth? Back booth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When we had four members, mm -hmm. so Kristen... Uh, was playing with originally the band Kristen's last name was Kristen Andre. Uh, Kristen Andre back she then. She got married. Yeah. Um, originally the band was supposed to have two female singers. Okay. And she was playing keys as well. Oh. So we had like, like I really wanted this like blonde redhead thing yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and then it just didn't really work out that way because um, she was in school and it was she was commuting from Tampa, so it just didn't work. Um, but um, the first show was at Back Booth with, with the XYZ Affair. XYZ Affair. They were awesome. They were awesome. And I felt like we were We were not awkward. awesome. <laughs> and we just had oh, this like well. this arsenal of keyboards like lining the front of the stage that just looked so intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, like we were just like hidden behind all this gear. <laughs> and you know, it was nice to have less gear <laughs> after that show. 
But that show was rough. But and we got it. Yeah. Somebody recorded it, or we had a recording of it, um, which I still had on my computer. And so when uh, this is right around the time when like Spotify came out. Okay. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize that like Spotify like sort of like grabbed all your info, like your files that were on your computer, and like put it on a playlist that was sort of like yeah. On, but I was really confused. So when I downloaded Spotify, I saw that that was on there. And it's like your library. Our is live on there. first live show, which was on there, and, and I thought it was like not remote. I thought it was like on their yeah. system. You yeah. And so I wrote like, to Spotify, <laughs> and I was like, "You guys have to pull this." <laughs> and they're just like, and they wrote me back, and they were like, oh, "We can't they? find it." And I was like, "No, it's there. I'm listening to it." And I think I eventually figured it out. It was really embarrassing. You, you're the reason why Spotify like <laughs> doesn't pay ours. Yeah, it doesn't pay yeah. ours because they were so busy trying to find that one right. track. They're still looking for they're it. Like that fucking Jason. God, we gotta find this. <laughs> but so, what were some of the influences then? Uh, saying, I would like you said, blonde redhead. You're, yeah, that yeah was a you, big, you I mean, felt that. Always mm. a big influence. Yeah. You've, you, I mean, you're probably like still in the Jay Robbins, Shiner role. Yeah. Um, what else? I remember definitely like attacking. I think one of the first things we worked on uh, was Pull the Pin, I think was one of the first like pauses songs. And I remember sort of attacking that from a Jan- John Bryany sort of Amy Man sort of. I really wanted that to have that sort of texture to it. They've been mentioned so, uh, plenty of times on this yeah. podcast. So, yeah. yeah. And I the feel, Toadies. I feel like that's okay. kind of the general approach though especially if I'm writing a piano song you know I, I feel like that like when I'm passing something off to Jason it's like okay he's gonna John Bryan and pause it up <laughs> <laughs> why not John Bryan it um, yeah. I mean that's the thing too we have to John Bryan it up now uh, I, I mean he's my hero like he yeah. is hands down that Magnolia soundtrack that just yeah. came yeah. out on uh, triple vinyl yeah, I got it it's amazing I, I tell you right now I have written many beautiful things but Thanks to that that vinyl to finally have the score. Yeah. Oh, forget it. Yeah. yeah. I am in that. I pace just like dun dun, dun dun. I'm just like <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is that is my favorite film of all time. So yeah. to be able to have that soundtrack yeah. now is that score is. Ugh. And then oh. I'm like, I still search every day. I was like, where's the digital download? That's never gonna be there because it's not. And I'm so I sad. Wanna do, can we do a Magnolia podcast when this podcast is? Yes, over? let's do right. that, please. Awesome. It's my <laughs> third favorite film. Um, yeah, so. you and I will have our own. <laughs> like, we'll disguise your voice so no one remember. We'll like, you know, be like, oh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna. No, but we have to. Yeah, we, have to. we went. Yeah. Amy, Amy and I, whenever we would go to LA, every time we'd go, I'd be like, Largo, Largo. We have to go to Largo, playing? and I would miss him literally every time I would go there. I'd really? And then we got to see him last okay, time. Okay, good, we went. good. And it was good. like literally like it was like a religious experience. It is watching him play. Yeah, I've had the weirdest experiences. I got to watch my second one was Zach Galifianakis yeah mm-hmm. which was I mean he was I just, just like saw him there yeah yeah? Or, yeah well he it was Patton Oswalt's show but okay. he crashed the show oh, and it course. was so good and Karen Kilgariff Oh so, God! Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I can talk about the Largo Cafe yeah. for yeah. there's a whole other episode. Which yeah. It should be. So let's let's talk about the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it feel to be able? Because now we've mentioned his name twice. J. Rod. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh. No! 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 Jesus. Uh, is he supposed to be? A, was he the influence of that first album? Yeah, Jars uh, of Clay and uh, Jesus. Influence. Um, but yeah, so we've spoken about Jay Robbins. Yes. What was that Wonderful like? Wonderful human. Uh, yeah, so how'd that happen? Okay, so for me, I remember um, trying to be more with WIA, which was Warner Brother Electric Atlantic, mm-hmm. uh, getting into my, just doing more for my record store. 
And I remember I got this sampler from Atlantic, popped it in, and it starts off with Yola Tango's um, From a Motel 6. Hooked. That's yeah. it. I couldn't get to the next track. Yeah. Couldn't get to the next track. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm like, this song is addicting. It's addicting. Finally, I get to the next track, and you hear, Gene, Gene, and it's, it's savory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was my first introduction to Jawbox. Yeah. And I remember there was something so religious about it. I was just like, this is all I want to listen to. And For Your Own Special Sweetheart was always on in my store. And I'll, I, I am one of the, a, a huge Jawbox fan. So what the fuck is it like to have you guys, did you reach out to him? So how'd this happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I became obsessed in a really similar way. Like, I was working at Specs in South Florida, and uh, we used to have a used department, which back then was like, it was like a gold mine of just amazing yes. shit. And you would just yes. buy stuff based on covers. You know, you this cover do, looks cool, I'll buy You it. know who brought you your used stuff? The kid from Peaches that worked at Peaches. That <laughs> you said, worked across the street? At, oh, no, you worked at Peaches in, in, in Fort Lauderdale. Fort oh, okay. Lauderdale. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, I was in the That's Fort Lauderdale amazing. store. Yeah. My, brother, my brother would make prank calls where he would call. Once you could do three-way calling, he would call Peaches, and then he would call Specs yeah connect us and then i'd be talking to the guy with peaches and we would didn't know what was going on <laughs> that's so good that so maybe so we good. talk to each other yeah at some point why not right um but yeah so we had this used uh, this amazing used collection of stuff i saw just the cover of the self-titled of jawbox yeah one day and i was like this looks cool i'll just buy it looks grungy and it's just, like, just that like, weird like rectangles like jawbox yeah that's it exactly yeah, yeah. And uh, it was literally like a life changing. I remember popping it in and just like life changing. Like got dizzy. Like this is a life changing moment. And do you do you remember the last album to do that to you? No, I it's do. been a really long time. Yeah, it honestly. has. Right, mine mine just happened. It was the last band we had on on the podcast. Cool. Yeah, this band called Gang of Youth. It's that ba- Gang of Youth. Oh, cool. I had a life changing experience to that album. That's yeah, I, mean, I think it was around yeah. that same era because like. Then I became I, I like followed down I went down this rabbit hole of like everything that he worked on mm-hmm. everything Discord mm-hmm. everything yes. Robbins based that was my portal to that so it was like I became really obsessed with Shiner who is my favorite band of all time now and um, just everything that spun off from there and then when Burning Airlines came out <clears throat> and this is maybe sacrilegious but I Mm-mm. Burning Airlines to me was better was better than Java. yeah here, like and a, people do say it so it's not it sacrilegious. was like a polished no. more brilliant form of yeah. Jawbox to me and so like I remember like I couldn't stand I just sat on the couch in like a daze when I listened to it um, I still have my Burning Airlines shirt I somewhere yeah. do I really yeah, do. I do too yeah I, too. I still do it's a little fire it's I love that I went flame. up and met him we, he played a show in Fort Lauderdale um, on Mission Control Tour and I went I was so nervous and I went to go talk to him and I had him sign a thing like a, just a piece of paper and he like was writing forever he was just writing <laughs> for like five minutes he was like writing this whole thing and then gave it to me, and it was this whole paragraph about how he was going to sign this whole thing, and I was gonna eventually going to throw this paper out. And I have, and I, I actually tried to find it when we went up to record with him, and I couldn't find it. No, <laughs> so it's it like out. he was dead on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, but I was so excited by it, and then my friend went up to him, and he just like signed his name. That is so <laughs> crazy. That's so funny. Um, but yeah. So then when we were doing the Vostok album, actually. My when we were trying to figure out, we were talking to uh, we were we were talking about who we wanted to do. We were talking about Matt Talbot, uh, mm. and we were talking about uh, Jay Robbins. Jay Robbins, we found his phone number, and I called him, and he didn't answer. And I got his voicemail, and I left a, a, a voice message, which I thought was literally like the best voice message I've ever left anybody. I was so excited about it. I was like, 
I was like really witty. Like my pacing was dead on. Like everything was great. And then I went to listen to it again to make sure all was cool. And I deleted it. And I was like, all right. So I went to leave the same. I tried to retrace my steps and do the same thing, and it was awful. Like everything was off, and it, nothing worked. That had just worked. That was the polar opposite. Yeah. It was meant to and be. And so he never called back. <laughs> oh. And so years. I remember watching you make that phone call yeah. outside, just like pacing. I think it was shaking. And, like, had to go far. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Yeah. Yeah. I always felt nervous for you. And then, <laughs> and then, so yeah, so then we ended up doing that album ourselves uh, with mm-hmm. with actually my, mm-hmm. my friend Ira from South Florida, and then. Um, when we were doing this album, literally the first performance, we were like, well, let's give that a shot again. The first let's get that's, out of the way. That's the impressive. That's ballsy. That's ballsy. But then it was like the internet was a little more prevalent. It was we could MySpace email them. Yeah. So we yeah. emailed, I think we emailed them through MySpace. Yeah, we did. Um, and just sent him some demos. And that same night, within like an hour or two, he wrote back and was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I would have been like, I wouldn't have slept. And this is the first time I've said words since then. <laughs> <laughs> For me, uh, I, I, I still do this. I, people probably think, oh, he's got a podcast. He's, he's confident. I am. Trust me. But um, reaching out to Gang of Youth, that took me a day to write the email right. or to yeah. think to call. Yeah. Like, fuck, they're from Australia. But, um, you know, it, it just goes. You're going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. And I sent the first email out. I'm like, oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> and But no, I mean, finally, it went through that long, there's that rabbit hole. And it had to go through the management and then the, the company, you know, and it's just like, all right, what podcast do you have? And I'm like, we're done. You know, and I'm thinking that. I'm like, we're done. And it was, it, no, they loved the idea. And it was just, you know, there were the rules, you know, you have the rules, but it was just some, some you know, someone can't drink beer in the band. And so it was just yeah. kind of like, okay. Right. Yeah. So we had other members. That's it cool. it's freaks the shit out of you. It's just like, I, I, I got this. I got the confidence. You sit down and you're like. <laughs> Does I really want this? And it's just like, no. Isn't it weird? The one thing we really want, we get so nervous about. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the worst, worst, well, you the know, worst case scenario, it's like it. they're just not going to get back to you. It's like, right. Yeah. And that's the worst case scenario, right? Yeah. And uh, they do get back to you, and you're like, oh, God. Um, now what? Yeah. Now what? So, but we didn't have a backup plan. It was like Jay or. or oh. We didn't know what or else. We it break was up. just like, yeah, Jay or we break up. <laughs> well, then, well, then he saved your lives. Yeah. There you go. He paused it up. Uh, he definitely did it. So, so a cautionary tale. Let's, uh, so, that, that he got to work with you. You yeah. have your first album. It was pretty nerve wracking yeah. that whole time, but also kind of magical because he's just so wonderful to work with and, and it's like easy breezy, you know? Like he is so invested and just tries everything and doesn't everything he can do to make it the best possible experience yeah. for you. So, and we had like, like Janet from channels, his wife sang on the record and, um, then his cello player, like his whole crew, which I called the J crew, um, played on the record and were really involved in the album. So it just felt like this really special family vibe. Yeah. We forced you know? him to whistle on it. We did force him to whistle. Yeah. Yeah. You will whistle on this. <laughs> he was very apprehensive to do it. Yeah. We got him to do it. And it's a very standout album also. We talk about the can work here, the, the art design. Uh, mm-hmm. Your album cover, the illustration and everything. Let's get into that because yeah. the little golden books growing mm-hmm. up, those were so much fun. Right. Those are, you know, yeah. you see this album cover and you just go, oh, shit. It instantly takes you back. It really does. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? Whose idea was that? The basic concept was mine, the the idea of the golden book and the, the idea that I, I didn't have anything other than that. It was like we took it, we found, uh, actually T had found Travis Lampy who did this amazing 
I've never seen anybody else do anything the way that yeah, the he's style. Fair, yeah. It's very kind of John K, but definitely like his own sort of thing too. It's this very sort of adult, uh, irreverent, kind of like unsettling stuff. But it's very yeah. childlike. And I love like his po- uh, concert posters and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. So yeah. he was like the perfect dude to be like, hey, like we have this golden book idea and a title, and it was like. And we, he just well, sent us like five different yeah. ideas. Like he's just sketched out like five different ones. Damn, that were quickly too. yeah, really quick. Just like little sketches, and we're like, they were all incredible. It was almost like let's make five albums right now. Awesome. But we said we were like, it's that one. It's the cover with the kids and the burning house and the mm-hmm. and the gold and the gold coins. And it was like that's just the best ever. And then he ran with that idea. He his all the details are all him. Where he like the the book like sleeve thing in the front yeah. or this. Yeah. this book belongs to or this album belongs to and like so um, good yeah oh it's so good we got really lucky that at that time they were actually printing cds that look like vinyl with actual grooves in them mm-hmm. um we were able to get that you can't do it anymore really no huh because we tried to do a reprint and they went they can't do it anymore okay um so we kind of had to fake it um <clears throat> so it doesn't actually have the, our reprints don't have the grooves in them um <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, "Good, I got. I'm glad I got." Yeah, that so that was a dream and getting that, to work with Travis. That, was that really just cool. got like, pressed on the vinyl for the first time yeah. ever. Too. Yeah, so it's so cool to see it. Yeah, blown up. That's got to be crazy. I was going to yeah. mention that too to see that on vinyl. Awesome. It has to be awesome. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. that was the original idea. It was like, oh, this is going to be. I mean, I think when we were doing the art, we were thinking about vinyl. Yeah. And then we just did ran out of money. Yeah, it's so expensive. So, how long ago was that album? 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seven years. <laughs> seven what years. Are you yeah. No. Um, so how's the last seven years been? Because you guys just put out an album, yeah. uh, brand new album. Fucking great. Thank great. You. Great. Uh, it's crazy. You. Do, a lot of people don't think Orlando for music. Obviously, you know, I, we live here. We do. Yeah. Um, but honestly, this is one of those albums that says, "Oh wait." Can this be a start again? Like, can we start oh, bands that's really here? Nice. It is a fantastic record. Thank you. Yeah, the way it starts off, and uh, anybody that has watched the Hidden Springs video that we did for the Black Aggie, it's the song, the opening track you'll hear in our in our uh, video. And so, thank you for letting us cool. use that. Um, yeah, the way you said, like, even talking about John Bryan, I love how the keyboard just comes. It starts off. Mm-hmm. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> and. Uh, you guys nailed it, nailed it. I, I don't want to say it was like this seven-year thing of building, <laughs> but what brought you back to do the pauses again? What, what said, not saying that you guys ever broke up. No. Yeah. No, but yeah, what said seven years later, let's, talk, let's do Yeah, a I mean, we were never really inactive. We were always playing and... Yeah, um, which I noticed, yeah. Slowly writing, um, which we were just... We just... We take our time because we want it to be good and we don't want to rush things. Um, but I think we just maybe got a little discouraged with the results of the first record Mm -hmm. it was a lot of like personal income and um some debt you know and then um just not really what we thought it was going to be and then also we were very naive you know we didn't really know that we could tour because our drummer couldn't tour we could go and hire a drummer you know (laughs) wish i knew wish we knew (laughs) then There because are other drummers out there. There so are other weird, drummers. Weird yeah. So that was a big part of it, you know, and like, um, I think we just got discouraged and we're like, okay. So, you know, without knowing that, we just kind of took a, a break from it and we were doing other things. I was like a hired gun for a while and yeah. Jason was working on films. So mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. still 
playing and still writing. Um, but it wasn't until like the last couple of years we really pushed ourselves, and, like gave ourselves a deadline basically to just get this done because it's you know we were feeling good about it and we were feeling recharged and like more knowledgeable about the process and um boy were we wrong about that like <laughs> we i mean yeah, a lot's changed in seven years a lot yeah changed. and i think you guys learned a lesson you said the debt and personal income yeah and one of the and i gotta be honest with you i have helped i have been a kickstarter consultant mm -hmm. uh crowdfunding consultant for films you guys had hands down the greatest crowdfunding video Aww. ever to be made. Wow. Aww. Ever to That's be amazing. made. And Thank I think you. I said that to you when I saw you at Fest. The last yeah. time I yeah. saw you, I remember like I wanted to grab you and go, shit, man. <laughs> like, this is great. To see Ryan as the DP, that was... He's Ryan, awesome. he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, if there is somebody to do camera in, in Orlando, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I tried to get... What was I? Oh, when I, I shot a couple of videos for Matt Pond, I directed, and uh, at that time I was trying to get Ryan to shoot him, and he was too busy to do it. Oh, oh. Uh, but no, you're. I had to hire a guy, fly a guy in from Tennessee to do him. <laughs> really? There's other. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's other GP. No. Um, but I got to tell you, the idea of the puppets, and everything just worked perfectly. The kids, it just it, it screams, these guys know what the fuck they're doing. They have a vision, and and you did. I mean, you did the right thing. You did a crowdfunding. You say yeah. things change in seven years. Yeah, that is one of them. Crowdfunding, well, and sure. that helped a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and that wasn't the first plan, you know, because we were really wanting to get a label, and uh, you know, the, we took a better part of a year to just shop for a label and hope that we could get something from yeah. somebody to help with us. So. You know, we didn't really want to have to do the Kickstarter or Indiegogo if we didn't have to, yeah. but um, it kind of just happened. Because, yeah, it was Indiegogo that, that you did, right? Yeah, it was Indiegogo. Yeah, it was Indiegogo. Yeah. So we'd spent time looking for a label, and then we were like, okay, well, this is not really going to work out the way we thought. So then we spent a lot of time planning for the Indiegogo, you know, writing yeah. the script and um, mm -hmm. putting together all the props and set design, finding the kids and yeah, the incredible. Yeah. and like really treating that, you know, seriously. Um, so that took a long time to, to put together and then it took a long time to actually get started. And you know, we're still dealing with the rewards and stuff for that. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. Oh yeah, shipping everything out. Yeah. It's insane. It. It's its own project. It's it almost is as much as like doing an album. So I, I tell yeah. people that say, "Well, we need to crowdfund it." I'm like, "You're gonna need like an intern to help you too." It yeah. is reality. Yeah. It is a. It's a full time. It's thing. a full time it's, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We're doing stuff from the road, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was it, definitely like coming at it from that perspective. Where we're like, if we were gonna do the the campaign, it was like. We really have to sort of like it, it, it's so important that whatever you're doing stands out from the crowd of people begging for money because everybody's begging mm -hmm. for money for a project. So yeah. it's like how do we sort of do something that's a little bit going to get a little bit more attention? Yeah. So yeah. it's like that was sort of the you know so we have to be ambitious and ridiculous and put more time and money into it. It was great. My God, man. Uh, I I remember it was out for a week or so when I saw you at Fest and I was just like, oh my God. I was like, this is the greatest thing. I was gushing, man. I was really gushing. Well, the album was made. 
Unbuilding yeah, yeah. was made. It was it's successful. I mean, we made like eleven thousand dollars plus, and we're able to pay for PR and manufacturing. Paid off the campaign video. Campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. But it, it worked out, and it was really rewarding. So unbuilding. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the title. What is? What does that come from? What is? Um, why unbuilding? It's. It comes from a book that I found okay. in a thrift store called Unbuilding. Um, I found it a really, really long time ago, and it's basically this really big book written by an architect named David McAlai, um, and it's uh, it's a story, a hypothetical story about this wealthy prince coming into New York and wanting to purchase the Empire State Building and bring it back to his country. Okay. Um, and then within the book, there's these like just like really amazing detailed sketches and like technical drawings of how that would be deconstructed legitimately um and i just really loved the drawings and the story and the title and i kind of felt like um it relates to the band you know kind of because we were just getting started again and yeah um it just it just had it a clicked. lot going for it that worked so uh and in and the artwork is based on that too mm -hmm. so, uh, oh, the black from Landland did the cover Shit. It is really did his awesome. research. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, you guys nail it with the with your album covers, the yeah, illustrations. It's yeah. really lucky the people that we get to work with. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's wonderful because guess who's back on this album? And Jay comes back. You have Jay Robbins again, you know? And it's like which is awesome. So he definitely wasn't heartbroken from the cautionary tale, you no. know? It's it's like he's back. Yeah. And that's rad. We love working with him. It's, it's yeah. so wonderful. Every time is such a great experience. Yeah. It is because honestly, as soon as I sat on the couch, I, you know, I'm setting up and I'm getting everything ready and I'm, I'm nervous. And then I sit on the couch and I go, oh, there's this calming feeling. And then to only find out he slept on that couch yeah. and he is that my, my ass got to sit the, yeah. like where he laid and it was just like all osmosis. It all just started to flow up. Yeah. No, uh, no, he's, he's an amazing guy. That's I've, I've been able to meet him a few times. So. Like yeah. <laughs> Your ass is always working. Yeah, you just is. sit on him and yeah. it's like, you just, yeah. he'll start playing. But, uh, I, I, you guys, honestly, it is, it is such a good record. It is such a good Thank record. You. And, uh, uh, and hopefully uh, there's a tour going. So right now you're in the halfway there. You're in a hiatus of the tour. You're taking a week or so. Uh, or? We leave actually leave on Sunday for a month. Yeah, you're back out again. Yeah. So, that's... so we've been home for about a week. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's a little, little crazy, yeah. but you know we have a system down now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally throwing the clothes that I just took from my suitcase that from the laundry and putting them back in my suitcase. So yeah. I know what I'm taking. So that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. Um, you know. I just threw my entire suitcase in the laundry. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you're ready. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. So how is the tours going? Uh, like, it's great. Yeah. Um, this last tour we just did was super fun. We went up to Chicago and back oh, and did a day trotter and audio mm -hmm. tree session that comes out soon and is probably like the best like recording we've ever done live. Good. Like it yeah. looks beautiful. It sounds great. I'm just so excited to yes. see it. Good, yeah. good. Um, Those guys are nuts. It's insane. Oh, yeah. And they just yeah. do everything live there. Like they That's won't awesome. post edit anything. Like oh, kind of like us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What no, you, oh, good. Yeah. I actually wrote them to be like, hey, maybe like turn this up. And they were like, no. 
This they is refuse it. Refuse to touch yeah. it. It's like it is what it is. You know? yeah. yeah, I'm not editing the beers. You're, you know, it's like yeah. you know. <laughs> hey, how do you like your stout? <laughs> it's a great IP stout. But um, <laughs> that's all. I, I'm I, I'm really proud of you guys to see how yeah. it's how it's yeah. developed and evolved and now like back at it. it. It's it's unbelievable and I see how the tour you know going mm-hmm. again when you leave on Sunday and it's just like. It's crazy. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to do everything that we couldn't do with the first album. Yeah, in terms right. Of touring it, like getting out there and just doing as much as possible. Yeah. And it's making a huge, it's a huge difference to mm-hmm. see, like recognition-wise and sort of sale-wise on the, the album and like getting in front of people. It's like something we didn't get to do yeah. before. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. let's round third, because we are hitting the hour mark. Okay. Um, what are some of your favorite cover songs to play? Wow. Ooh. We did... Um, Maybe it was a couple years ago we did a Breeders cover set. Oh, a whole, really set. a whole oh, set. Oh man, just a mix of stuff. Man, where the hell was I? I don't. Where was anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and huh? that was really fun. I mean, No Aloha is like one of my favorite songs. So yeah, to play that. I love No Aloha. Head to Toe was super fun because it's like just anything punk, like, screaming yeah. song. Pod um, is still one of my favorite top yes, ten albums of all time. We got to play uh, Doe. Oh, Doe is great. Yeah. Um, that was that's probably my favorite. Yeah, cover I, stuff. I don't know because we we've done that we do the '90s shows every I year. I loved so. your Portishead Sour Times. That, that was, was a really cool. fun. That was a great. That you did fun. you nailed that too. That oh, was a fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you didn't yeah, have an instrument tough. that night, right? I mean, you didn't like that song. Not on that, that night, song. Yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah I remember you didn't. Sang, you were in yeah. play. Yeah, you just sang on that one. That was awesome. Yeah, vocals are tough. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, I think. Because we've done so many damn cover songs, having done that every year. But I think Paranoid Android might be my favorite oh, to play. Okay. It's just wall to wall. Yeah. Any Johnny Greenwood play is mm-hmm. wall to wall fun to play. Justin nice. and Paranoid are probably my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Those are fun. So, uh, favorite places to play? I mean. Now, you could give a shout out to a, a, to a hometown one if you want to, yeah. but also anywhere that you've played. Um, we just played Omaha, and I really yeah. loved. Um, we played at Cursive's Bar. It's called Olivers, and it is very much. If you're familiar with Will's Pub, um, it's very much like the dive bar watering hole of Omaha. Yeah. And there's volley- volleyball courts um, that are. It, that's a thing there because you know it's always cold. So yeah. in the summertime, they really take advantage of it. <laughs> um, there's this great vegan restaurant next door, and it's just like this cool vibe, you know. And we just had a great show there i really liked playing there awesome yeah yeah and then always will's pub you know yeah it's pretty solid i actually really love recently i've loved playing crowbar specifically because i think it has the greatest sound dude that we've ever played with he's pretty wonderful so paulie who works there is that like he literally it's insane uh it's it's the, the what you expect from like a sound guy usually is like or the guy who used to work there was like the grumpiest Ugh. sound yeah guy yeah if you go to crowbar so tw- like well 10 known. years ago yeah like even patrick in omaha was like that guy's still oh, there man. Like, no no and you would just there. immediately sort of put you in a foul mood of like playing yeah like, but paul like the first the first time we played with him like we showed up and he came up and he's like hey i watched all your videos online i know exactly what you guys are doing i've got all, i know all your like he was just like i'm just double checking some of your inputs and stuff and it's like he's so nice it was insane and i came up with like stereo mic my amp nobody's ever done that like stereo mic my amp and like it was just it, the other guy the first time we played there he came up and just turned your amp yeah, around turned the amps around during like, the show he's like i'm not dealing with this no before we even played before he was like played. i'm not dealing didn't even hear a note he was like i'm I not think, dealing with these amps and he was i think like, his name was like rat or something <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds right 
yeah. So yeah. That so now I'm great. excited whenever we play Crowbar. Crowbar. I was just like, oh man, I'm so excited to work with Polly. And Polly was like, I go on tour, and I was like, yeah. But I think he tours like crazy, crazy. That's we awesome love, though. Um, vaping in Ebor too. I do. Too, so you're good. Get the vaping going in Ebor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, I haven't been a crowbar in forever. <laughs> and then last question. Yeah. Um, your favorite place to eat on tour. You would miss a show. You will miss a show to eat there. If the order is not oh, ready for like another half hour. You, oh, wait, you yeah, 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 yeah. I, right. <laughs> uh, I think yours is the grit. Yeah. 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 Where's yeah. this? Where's it's the grit? A, it's a longtime restaurant in Athens. Oh, I love Athens. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, it's all veggie, um, vegetarian. Um, they have like, it, but it's soul food mm-hmm. and there's like delicious desserts and stuff. Atlanta has one. Um, soul veg. Is that what it's there. called? Oh my um, god! I'm, I'm not, it may come to me again. I, why a bunch am I? There. I'm run not DMC eats there. I just love veggie food, but <laughs> but the grit is just like home cooked, like delicious. Like they put nutritional yeast on things. They have this thing called the Golden Bowl, which is just everything in in this bowl. Um, they have really good like pie and vegan shakes and stuff. But coffee, it's just like so. Michael Stipe owns the building, um, so it's just been there for a really long time and has like it's well known. The grit. I found this really great go. place the last time we were out on the road called Zaxby's. Shush. I was way I was like, yeah, here it comes. No, no, no. We actually <laughs> we found. What, I think this is probably my place. It's like anytime, and we've only gone once, and I have no idea what it was called. But we were in New Mexico, and we stopped, and we went yeah. to this Mexican restaurant, and that's La probably Cruces. like one of the cool. What is it called? It was in La, La, uh, Las Cruces. Yeah, and it was just it was the coolest Mexican <laughs> restaurant I've ever Mexican. gone to in the middle yeah. of nowhere, New Mexico. Family owned restaurant. And it was like parrot. They had giant cages out front with all these parrots. Good. Yeah. in it and they had like skeletons with shotguns and it was incredible it was cool yeah um i hate zaxby's because <laughs> they put a z on everything this, this is how i feel about chick-fil-a too because they misspell things and they're just teaching people how to spell yeah. correctly yeah, yeah. That's that drives me nuts actually that is a pet peeve yeah it's that's like, where I know, took my kids. That's how I do it. It is soul vegetarian. It is. It soul is soul. Ve- it is yeah. soul veg. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Because when you said soul veg, I was like, no. And then I went, oh, I think it's called soul vegetarian. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna pause. I got paused on myself for five seconds. Up. I was like, I'm an idiot. But uh, guys, this has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Any any last words? Anything you want to say? Um, come see us on the road. Yeah. Right. Learn to spell from books. Yeah. Not for restaurants. Yeah, that cat poster. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be out for a month. Come. come Yeah, definitely come check them out. So, and I oh forget it. I want to go right now. Take the trip. And I I usually do an outro, so I will definitely uh, say some more after this. But uh, all right, guys, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Okay, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Uh, Tierney opened up. She really did. I mean, she could talk. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really happy to, to have them on there. Uh, it's nice to know someone else shares their favorite movie as I do, uh, Magnolia, or one of their favorite films, as it's one of my perfect films of all time, Magnolia. Uh, got to tell a little story for uh, to Jason after the microphones were turned off. and. Um, he was very impressed that I have one of the frogs from the film Magnolia. Uh, if you're wondering why there's frogs in the film Magnolia, don't worry about that if you haven't seen it before. It's just, uh, 
somebody, you know, he has a pet frog in the movie. Let's just say that. Uh, but why is it in there? I mean, I don't know. You should you should watch the movie. Damn, I don't want to give any spoilers away. So, um, watch Magnolia, Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, great film. That's the pauses. Tierney and Jason, awesome. I'm really happy that they love the zero fucks given. I was nervous about that because Tierney doesn't like hoppy beers, doesn't like IPAs, but that was a great game changer i feel for her and this is sharing cans with bands right we want to we want to bring them beers that they'll drink that they like and bands usually do like good beer and when you go on tour it's hard to like really good beer because some of the venues you play don't have the craft beer selection that that you hope for and when you come to florida I'm honored because a lot of these venues really have stepped up their game. Will's Pub, they talked about Will's Pub a lot. And even knowing that uh, some bands that come in, they, they worship and cherish the fact that Will's Pub is going to be a venue that they could play at and get really good, not only local, but they get some rare-ass beers there. So it's fantastic. If you're in Orlando, never been to a Will's Pub show, damn, get 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 there. Uh, one of my favorite Will's Pub stories, I have two. There's a December show that was really great. So intimate, and I got to be with the band for a while that night, uh, hanging out. And then also at the drive-in, started my tour. Tour, Yeah, wow, was, that was my first. No, maybe not. I think it was my second at the drive-in show. Maybe it was my first, where that was the, hey, I guess you're coming back to the house to stay, and then wound up going on tour with them. So uh, great things have happened from Will's Pub. Wesley Willis, a good friend of mine uh, who passed away, wow, I want to say maybe a decade ago. Um, my first time seeing him was there, and then talks of a documentary were supposed to be. It was intense, uh, but I was still in film school at the time, and I could not put that much energy into it. Uh, but Wesley, he was an amazing, amazing man. Um, so yeah. The pauses are great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, got to share some some beer with them, and I'm still not drinking. Uh, I mean, started the keto, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been really strong. Uh, to be off beer for a bit will be will be interesting to see how I go. Um, again, we have some more bands coming up, so let's let's talk about what's going on at Fest Fest this year. Uh, Fest 2018. We are going to be there in Gainesville for three nights, all three days, three nights. We're going to be seeing a shit ton of bands. Trust me, we're seeing a lot of bands. But not only are we going to see bands with them, but we're hoping to get a beer sponsor, Canning. Uh, and with that beer sponsor, we are going to be sharing a lot of beer with them. We are going to be interviewing as many bands as we can. And here's a little preview because, honestly, they are becoming my favorite album of the year. And it is a band called Mean Girls. One word. One word. Not the show. Not, the, not the, whatever the fuck the broad, Broadway thing is. Great film. I mean, Tina Fey, congratulations. You wrote something fun. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, the band Mean Girls, one word. Uh, fantastic. Really amazing record. So honestly, I, I can't wait to talk to them. Adult Mom, that's another band I can't wait to uh, talk to. We're, we're really kind of just seeing what we could do of getting some bands uh, in our hands right now. So we want to interview as many as we can. We got the go. So we're going to be reaching out. Iron Sheik is coming back to uh, Gainesville for Fest. So we want to try to get in touch with them. So again, Mean Girls, Is This Me Forever? That is the album that you should be listening to right now. Adult Mom, Soft Spots. And then definitely, if you've never heard Iron Sheik, uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, they are an amazing band from the, the Northeast. And honestly, I think it's New Jersey. But if you haven't heard them, Iron Sheik all day, every day. Please trust me. Any album that they put out. So, uh, yeah, we'll be at Fest. More to announce. Trust me. This is not just a, hey, well, you know, it's Fest. No, trust me. It is going to be something 
this is probably going to be one of my favorite parts of the year. Also, uh, we have we we've been we're, we've been asked to be on a panel to talk about mental health, and obviously with the Gang of Use episode that we did, uh, your last sharing cans with bands with the Australian band Gang of Use, and if you have not listened to that episode yet, please do. Uh, important episode. We got into mental health there based on uh, the lead singer da David's mental illness that he's had in suicide attempt and got in to talk about that with the band. Uh, and also we, we talked about Frightened Rabbit, Scott Hutchinson, how he is just a hero of mine and it was sad to, to lose him uh, earlier this year. So if you, if you can think about us speaking at a panel at any kind of brewery, uh, brewer's conference, you would think it's about talking about podcasting promotions or something like that but no we've been asked by jackie garman uh co-owner of of hidden springs and a husband to josh garman head brewer there we've been asked to speak on a panel about mental health in the brewing industry and this is something that i hope we get the right to to be able to record and put out as episodes because we feel this is going to be very important so uh i have the honor of sitting with devin Krebs who's uh at seventh sun and she's going to be on the panel with me for our first time meeting. So when we get to the conference, this will be exciting to see uh, what is about to happen with it with a panel like that. And I'm honored, extremely honored that my first time being on a panel at a Brewers conference is not about promotion, social media, podcasting. Uh, it is f further than that. And I thank Jackie for that. Uh, Sean Norquist, I thank you for that. Kent Bailey, who's your president of the Florida Brewers Guild, I love you for that. And thank you having the faith in us. And Mike Dyer, thank you as well uh, at Tampa Bay Brewing for, for giving us this opportunity. You guys, we will not let you down, trust me. And uh, more to come with that one. So, And again, there'll be two episodes, uh, I guarantee. If it's a two-hour panel that we're on, I'm pretty sure we're going to break it up. So, all right, guys. You heard the pauses, you you listen to them speak, more cans, more bands, trust me they're coming, and uh, I'm excited, I'm really excited, so uh, I hope you liked it. This is long, it's over an hour episode, let's get out of here, fuck it, let's go, and uh, we'll see you on the next uh, Sharing Cans with Bands, by the way, a lot more to come.